Welcome into episode 74 of the Pegasus podcast presented by Night Sports Now. I am Bailey Adams and I'm joined as always by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22 at ByCASimmons and go ahead and throw us a follow at Night Sports Now while you're there. Christian, I don't even have to ask you how you're doing today because I know how you're doing because the Orlando Magic have the number one draft pick in next month's draft. I texted someone last night. I have never been as happy in my entire life as I am tonight. And it wasn't even a joke. I, I have never been so happy. Can't really, I, I don't know what to say to that, honestly. I mean, it's, I'm, glad, it's true. I'm glad you're happy. We've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm like a huge Orlando Magic fan. Like the only yeah. two things I truly care about in the world, like not just sports, like genuinely <laughs> care about is UCF and the Orlando Magic. And one of those has been doing very well across the board. And one of them has not for like most of my life at this point. So that it's, I mean, they're going to, they're going to screw it up. Like I'm sure they will take <laughs> like not a good player, but whatever. My brother was just here and I was talking to him about it because um, I guess he, he missed the news or whatever. And he was like, oh, that makes me really happy. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, now they just have to not mess it up. And I was like, well, there's the trick. Which they there's... will. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Although they've never messed up a number one pick before. They've they always nailed it. So, but I just was like... joking to him that they're going to just pick some like random guy from like Europe. They, they, like... they, they're going to, I'm not, even, we're not going to get it. We're not going to turn this into a magic podcast. There's someone I'm, con- I really don't want them to take that I feel like they're going to take just to piss me off. But either way, it's Is so it cool. Like, guy? Yes. We're not, we're not getting into it, but <laughs> um, either way, I just, it's been so cool. Cause like I went to like the athletic this morning and like I went to ESPN, like all, it's like all the publications remembered the magic exists. And all of a sudden there's all these yeah, stories. I'm I... like roster needs of the Orlando magic. And like, what are the magic plan? I'm like, they're talking about us. They know yeah. we're one of the teams some of my friends like they're still like they're big into basketball they don't really care about the magic but like they just watch basketball and talk about it in our group chat and i'm like i don't ever have anything to offer in here but like i just whatever and then last night i just texted him and i was like magic are back they're back (laughs) you know what's crazy is that ucf is one of 130 college football teams and the magic are one of 30 nba teams and ucf is more well known nationally than the magic at this point which is just (laughs) astounding i mean good for ucf but like Man, it's been a rough, it's been a rough year, but we're back guys. Everything is okay and great. UCF's going undefeated next year. The Magic are going to have some draft pick who's going to score like 20 points a game and lead them to a 35 win season, which for them is awesome. So yeah. Can't wait till next, well until next week when you're like, UCF's losing at least five games this year and the Magic are definitely screwed up this pick. <laughs> that was a joke, <laughs> by the way. I don't think UCF's going to be undefeated, but the no, moment no, called no. for it. The moment called for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking, talking- but you know, you might say that that was a hot take. There you I go. Right there. There you go. And so we love an unplanned today, transition. We do. Our topic today, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be, it could get a little bit, uh, I don't know if heated is the right word. It could be. Well, they're hot takes. They're hot. Yeah. I mean, they're hot. So Christian put out a tweet over the weekend asking for your hot UCF takes. And um, we're going to react to them. And I think say the way to say that them. was UCF hot takes, not your hot yeah. UCF takes. I don't know why Whatever. I found that funny, I, After yeah. I said that, I was like, we're, I'm not going to go back on that. But then you had to bring it up. So I was hoping we would get enough to do a podcast on because that was the whole goal of that tweet. <laughs> we could do two like, podcasts. Goodness. We're going to have to see if we can get this all in. Pod. We're going to try to get to as many of these as we can because there were quite a lot. I'm, I'm glad we spent like five to seven minutes talking about the Orlando Magic. To, that, to start great. that off i know but you know um, at the same time like i feel like i should point out that for as many replies as i got were like it still wasn't as many as people who replied directly to jeff sharon's reply there <laughs> so were those are, those are not ones that we are, are no we're not going to be going through the replies to jeff sharon's yeah. reply we're, <laughs> we're not going through we're not through your through. replies and we've broken them up into sections we're going to try to get to them you know we're going to try to get to all of them but we're gonna um, do it. I feel good about this. We're definitely I not going to go off on a bunch of crazy tangents because we never do that on this podcast. So never. we should be good. What? What's a tangent? Um, well, a this... tangent is no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh, we're starting with the first category. Um, let's go. Let's start with the coaches category. That's not the the order that I had it on the outline. I was about but... to say. Now I'm scrambling. We had a different order on the thing. I... Okay. All right. Let's do it's, it. it's more because I'm like, if people start listening to us talk about basketball takes, they're like, ah, I'm not listening. I was this. worried I about care. that. I was worried. Okay, so we'll do the basketball. Let's talk, well. let's let's talk right. football. Coaches. Um, coaches. So this one comes to the first one. We'll just kick this off here from Josh W., which is Rider 88 on Twitter. He says, Frost gets too much credit and O'Leary doesn't get enough credit. Thoughts? Um, is it like just a total homer take that I do agree? Like no i mean i mean i feel like yeah i think that's fair to say and i'm and it's not like i don't i know that there are some people like there's a growing contingent of ucf fans i don't know if you've noticed in the last couple of years that like believe that frost essentially deserves no credit 
And it's like, he was just the coach that was there. Well, it's like, that's just not true. Because when you look at the players he recruited, like all of them were good. Like he brought in a class and a half essentially of just nothing but players that ended up being like UCF legends. So like Frost deserves a lot of credit, but I still like, it's that sour taste in my mouth from right after he left where nationally the take was just like UCF is this nothing program. And Scott Frost came in and it's so amazing that he made this nothing program great. And that's it. That's the whole story. And that was so far from being true. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously somewhere in between that. Like at this at this point, like especially among UCF fan base, I don't know that he gets too much credit. I would say that I, I don't even know if I'd say that he doesn't get enough. I would just say he gets he gets enough credit. It's like he gets just the right amount. And yeah, I think I would agree that O'Leary doesn't get enough. People like to trash O'Leary all the time, and we'll get to another one here in a second. But yeah, it's just I, I don't think I think people take for granted what o, George O'Leary did for UCF in general. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I should say. Is the next one the O'Leary one? Should we just go into that? Did we cover yeah. that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can. This one, and I, I gave myself the, the tough homework of uh, announcing or giving credit to both the Twitter handle and, like, the display name. So this one is just I found funny. It's talking, referencing a Jacksonville Jaguars. It's called, Balky hasn't proven a thing yet. And it's, like, a quote, and it says T. Holmes. The uh, at is Trav likes bacon. I didn't understand so. what that handle was. So, by the way, if you replied to this tweet, congratulations, your Twitter handle and name is now in an Excel spreadsheet that Bailey made. So that's, yeah, I mean, I don't know if yeah. that doesn't have much prestige. I don't know why you had to tell everybody that. It's very but. nicely organized. I'm just um, impressed by it. So he says, Georgia Leary's limitations held UCF back in comparison to a forward thinking head coach willing to see football with an eye on innovation. UCF could have been where we are now, now a decade sooner with those exact same rosters but more creativity and flexibility in seeing the game from leadership. So this is our first really stupid opinion. This <laughs> um, and so I want to like give a clarification really quickly because uh, someone else replied and said, like, given what happened with Eric Clanchard, get rid of the O'Leary statue, whatever. And, like, if that's your take, like, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. The Planchard stuff was obviously terrible and we're not going to really get into that. But regardless of how you feel about George O'Leary, there is like not even an argument to be made that he was bad for UCF. So I want to hit you with some stats really quickly. So when George O'Leary took over at UCF, UCF was 46 and 44 since joining FBS. They've been in FBS for five years. They'd never been to a bowl game. They were currently in the Mac and like struggling badly in the Mac. Like think about that. They had never finished or even appeared in the top 25. They'd been in a conference for like three years and obviously never won a conference title. They had no facilities to speak of. They didn't have any kind of football building. They didn't have the indoor practice facility in the MSD, and they had nothing. He spent 11 years as head coach, and when that 11 years came up, UCF had been to seven bowl games. They'd finished in the top 25, including the top 10, multiple times. They had four conference titles, four 10-win seasons. They'd been to and won the Fiesta Bowl. They had the bounce house. They had an indoor practice facility and facilities that far outpaced most of the group of five. And let's not forget, even though the conference fell apart, they got into a BCS conference under O'Leary. That's no different than what happened now with the Big 12, except the league fell apart. So, like, I just don't get these takes. And, like, I don't mean to sound, like, overly critical, but I feel like it's a lot of folks that just weren't around and don't understand anything. Because it's like – and the other thing people get is, like, oh, his personality was this – the whole, like, social media savvy outgoing college football coach is, like, a five-year-old thing. That was not right. what football coaches were when O'Leary was the coach. So, like, you cannot like him. And if your issue is the Plantard stuff, I'm not going to argue with you at all on that. But to be like, he was bad for the program, that's just like ludicrously dumb to think Well, that's, that. that's what I was going to get at. I was going to touch on the part where they're talking about, you know, innovation, forward thinking. Like, I don't know what, like, what coaches at this time or like during O'Leary's era were really like that. Like, this isn't like, it's not like you would have had a coach like Scott Frost running that kind of offense at that time. Like, there were if very few, if any. I mean, I know Chip Kelly was like one of the ones that got that going at the time of the spread offense and everything. And even then that but, caught on like five, six years into like halfway through a right. tenure UCF. Like that's not what college football was. And right. coaches I mean, were not personalities. If you want to say, you know, eventually, yeah, the game passed him by. Sure. But even and that still, did like, happen. His, yeah. But even like, just what in only in 2015, right? Cause I mean, 2013, 2014, obviously incredible seasons. So, so I really... don't believe the game passed him by. I think that what was expected of a college football coach passed him by. And I think that That's was fair. even showing cracks in the last couple of years of where like he was very much the old school militaristic style head coach, which was like big in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands. And it got to the point where player, the player empowerment era was beginning the idea of like a coach being more like your friend and, you know, like your buddy versus like being your authority figure was kind of catching on. And like, so yeah, the era passed him by, but that's the thing people forget is in his last, so he went 0 and 8 before quote unquote retiring his last season, very bad. 
The season before that, UCF won the conference. The season before that, UCF won the conference. So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't, it's <laughs> like that tweet we read was like one step away from being like O'Leary should have done more on Twitter in 2003. Like I just, that was like the vibe. It's like, what do you, you're, you're like basically saying like, I don't get why O'Leary wasn't like a modern college football coach 15 years ago. Like it's well, cause there wasn't such a thing as a modern college football coach. Yeah. And it was just a weird, like just the weird like idea of UCF would be where they are now 10 years sooner. Like, I don't think UCF would be where they are now if it wasn't for O'Leary. Like it's, the it's program was like... in a horrible place when O'Leary took over. Right. I mean, truly horrible. And people like to joke like, oh, you know, he had two winless seasons. The first winless season that he had, which was his first year, was he took over the roster and was like, this is a horrible team and I'm getting rid of everybody. That That's why UCF went winless his first year. And in his second year, they played for a conference title for the first time ever and went to their first ever bowl game. So I just, like I said, the Planchard stuff is a totally different like the person who replied and was like I'm like if you feel that way I'm not gonna fight with you on that because that was an awful situation whatever but like like I said you can really not like O'Leary and still acknowledge that like he did a lot for the program if that makes sense like I don't like you can't like you can be mad at the guy and not like the guy or whatever but like not actually rewrite history if that makes sense yeah, I hope what I'm saying. what I'm saying makes sense. Like, I hope it doesn't come across as I'm like excusing the planter thing at all because I'm oh, not, no, 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 no. horrible, and I don't no. want to at all do that. Right, and I don't think that yeah. came across that way. Okay. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap up this coach's segment with another one. This one comes from, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, Asim Bamani, um, at Asim Twelve, and it says, "If Frost never leaves, Milton never gets hurt, and UCF wins the CFP in 2019, resulting." Wait, hold on. If Frost never leaves, Milton never gets hurt, and UCF wins the CFP in 2019. I think they mean 2018 season, 2019. Yeah, CFP. yeah, okay. okay. Resulting in a 40, 40 plus game winning streak. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I think the the I don't know the the weird the weird thing about that is like, it's yeah, it's a weird like what if. Um, What's funny is that Milton got hurt. Happens. Milton got hurt on a very Frost esque play, which I've always found ironic. Wasn't it like a little option pitch? Yeah, I think so. Which is like Heupel didn't run a lot of those, so I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like yeah, I, that injury was one in a million. So I guess like yeah. theoretically, yeah, he doesn't. I don't but know. also like, I don't know if we like remember, but in 2018, like we had conversations, like we were like waiting for Milton to get hurt that whole season because like he was just they were using him a lot he more had, physically. The, the remember the touchdown run against Memphis at Memphis where, where he like, went he, like, flipping yeah, through the air like a helicopter yeah I was like he's definitely just like separated his shoulder like on that landing or something I don't know I thought something happened he there. looked like a fidget spinner like I, <laughs> he literally just went tumbling I, I just and I remember that whole season it was just I just kept cringing because it was like they were he was just being used in such a physical way and no one ever imagined that if he did get hurt it would be what it was yeah but like so I don't know I, I, I don't know I don't like I don't think you can pin that injury on hypo I don't think you can say like well a frost was here but no, but it, the weird, so just the weird thing, say he doesn't get hurt. I think, yeah, maybe they would go on a 40 plus game winning streak. It still would have been very, very hard, but I don't know. The CFP thing still throws me off. I'm like, I don't, that wouldn't I don't think they're getting but, into the, CFP. Well, like, the part to me that I think is like, remove the frost thing for a second. I just think if Milton does, I mean, in tw- yeah, Milton gets hurt, they lose the Fiesta Bowl by a touchdown. And then the next season, they lost three games by a combined seven points. So, like, I I don't think it's insane to be like UCF could have had three straight undefeated seasons, at least through the 2019 regular season, which yeah. is, like, a r- ridiculous thing to think about. But, like, I honestly think that would have been on the table with Milton to get hurt. The Frost thing is secondary to me. Like, I don't know. Is he saying that, like, we would have gotten the, like, Cincinnati respect where, like, Fickle was still the coach, so they had a higher ranking the next year? Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, actually, a different element to it, probably. They would have been because, higher, but I still don't think they would have made the like people keep no, forgetting Cincinnati so. made the playoff because three of the power five champions had two losses and the yeah. only other one lost team they beat. Like that's why Cincinnati made the playoff. It's not like they were like, Well, you kept fickle and UCF didn't keep Frost that's so you're in, thing. you know. Had had Frost stuck around, they would have had that in their favor where like they'd have some consistency. Cause I remember like coming off after Frost left, going into the next season, uh, having won 13 games in a row, they were ranked like 21st. I think they would have been ranked higher in that season, sure. But yeah, I mean, they still would have needed a ton of things, like crazy things to happen with the rest of the P5. But yeah, they were ranked. They would have been ranked higher. But like th- that season, so they started the year ranked. Hold on, I'm trying to pull this up. Because they, if I remember right, they jumped up the pole very quickly. Like they started low, but like, so they started that year ranked 21st. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> and by halfway through the season, they were in the top 10. So it's not like they were, but I'm looking at the CFP rankings for 
2018, who are they going to get in it over? Three teams went undefeated that year. Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame didn't have a loss. And then there was Oklahoma was 12 and one. I don't think they would have put in UCF over 12 and one Oklahoma. UCF might've not been behind 10 and two Michigan in the final poll, but I don't think they make the playoff. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. I, I do. I just, I think the whole hypothetical of if Milton doesn't get hurt, I do think UCF, you know, finishes that season. They beat LSU. I think they very likely possibly go hunt, uh, undefeated again the next season. I don't know what that would have added up to. That would have added up to almost 40. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it's a big, what if I don't, I wouldn't even necessarily like refer to that as a hot take. Other it's than, a take other than the college football playoff thing. It's definitely a take. Some of these were yeah. just takes guys, but you know what? That's okay. Um, we love them all. Speaking of takes and we'll, we'll move into this next one, which is under games and football. Uh, I think this might, this is definitely the worst one we've had so far. And it might be my least favorite of any of them that we have, but we'll see. I can't remember all of them. Um, this is from our buddy UCF Mike, UCF Mike one from the Sons of UCF podcast. He says football is the only sport that matters. Shut down everything else and put all our money towards building a powerhouse. No, I mean we asked for hot takes, not Title IX violations. Like, to <laughs> just to be totally clear, I just this is like it. This is borderline. Just like I don't want to say mean. Sound like like oh, this is you're so mean, but like. It's what do you just, mean, man? You just told a, bunch, like told a bunch of UCF athletes that no one cares about you and you shouldn't yeah. even have a scholarship at the school. I, like, I know that we're like super fans, but like, I'm like, I am like, I was watching like the softball reveal show on ESPN too, like so excited. And like, did you see the stats that college softball has been outperforming the NHL playoffs like almost every weekend for the I last like three weeks now? <laughs> I didn't see that. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think it's bad. Like I get the, I get why well, I don't get, but I've seen the takes where people look at it, not from a perspective of, and I think this is where he was coming from of, I don't like other sports, but like, man, we should just put all that money into football because football is the best. And it's like, yeah, I just don't agree. Like I like yeah. the other sports. They're well, fun. I never, I don't think I ever ended up tweeting this. Remember that meme I made where it's like the meme where the guy's like looking out the window at like all like the darkness and he's like sad. And then there's the guy like looking with the, the mountain range. And and yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I put on one of them, like the one looking out the sad window was like, fans who only care about UCF football. And then it was like fans who watch other, other UCF sports. And that was like during the women's basketball season and stuff. And like, then since then there's been this incredible softball season. And yeah, I don't mean, just, I don't know how, how it was so boring, like year round, if just from that standpoint of it, it'd be so boring when you're talking about like football is only a four month thing. And then, yeah, I get their spring ball and all that stuff. But like when it's even spring ball, I'm like this, I, I don't, I could do without this. Like, I, I just want real football. I want the real season. And I don't want to like, I mean, to be clear, it's like, listen, like I, yes, I care a lot more about how the football team does than the baseball team does. And I, but I don't not care about how the baseball team does, you know? I mean, it's like when you're, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm like, I don't even really consider, like I am a college football fan, but I'm a college athletics fan. Like there's so much fun yeah. stuff out there and I just don't. And I'm not telling you, like, I, I would never tell someone they're less worthy of a UCF fan or whatever, if all they care about is football. Cause frankly, it's like a lot of people like, only have so much time in their day, you know, right. to like keep up with this stuff. But like, that's a level above get rid of everything. It's not, yeah, it's not even that to me. It's just the idea of like, that's, you know, how many like kids that is that like don't get to continue playing the game they love at the college level. It's like, it's so many opportunities that they have, not only, especially with NIL now, like they get to go to college and potentially earn money still playing a game they love. And if you get rid of all these programs like that, all those opportunities are just gone. They just have to go figure it out somewhere else like it just feels very like diminishing yeah but hear me out if we sent all of those players home and told them get out of college go back to wherever you came from we could have a really nice lazy river so <laughs> one or the other man i don't know that's the only thing too is i feel like i feel like mike may be overestimating exactly how much money goes into these other sports there it's not like any school well a couple schools obviously like basketball stick in some <laughs> schools but like it's not like ucf is like wow if we canceled all these sports which again they can't legally do but if we cancel these sports with money in the football we'd be alabama it's like no, it's just the bounce house might have like nicer seats. I don't know. Like I just, it's <laughs> yeah. not like, so I don't know. Yeah. That's definitely the worst take we got. I'm sorry. Was, Mike. Sorry, Mike, yeah. but de definitely the worst take. we got. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. This oh, is this from... next one sucks too. God, we got some interesting ones. But anyway, <laughs> this one's, yeah, this one's not great. Uh, this one's from D rock at Darth impervious. They said uh, UCF new year's six bowl appearances are cheapened due to the top ranked group of five rule for qualifying. Never would be invited if not for that bias. Okay, what? well, first off, that's need, not true. I need this one explained to me. Okay, so for those of you who don't understand, the, there are New Year's Six Bowls. There are six of them. And the rule is that if you win a Power Five conference, you are automatically in, and then the highest-ranked Group of Five champion is in. So he's upset that the highest-ranked Group of Five champion gets in because he says it cheapens the Group of Five team making it. I don't really understand. 
which the reason that's there is like antitrust issues. Like Boise State would go like 12 and 0 and go to the point settable. Like that's what the early 2000s were like. And they right. said, we need a rule in there. So first off, what he said is not true because in both 2017 and 2018, UCF was a top 12 seed. So they technically made it as the group of five champion, that's, but they would have the been in either that, way. Same with Cincinnati, like, both of these past two years. about. Yeah, I don't know. I read that. I, I was like, know. didn't they? Weren't, wouldn't they've made it anyway? Yeah, that's the. I also like. What does that mean? Like when Utah was in the Rose Bowl this year, was it like, well, this is just cheapened because they're only here because they won their league? Like I don't like they're they're only here because they won the Pac-12 or like you know I, I don't know I don't is this just like fallout from the playoff not caring about conference champions? Is that what this is? Like now people just think that it's unfair if a conference champion goes <laughs> to a major bowl? I don't even. I don't. Know. I don't even. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't even know how to react to this one. I'm, I read that like. I was just like, it's certainly a hot take. It's certainly a hot take. Cause I mean, it is in it, the very definition. Yeah. I mean, it's a bunch of words like jumbled together and <laughs> it's, it forms a take that would probably be unpopular, but I'm I just, just don't understand it. it if hey, Darth and Pervious, if you listen to the podcast, which I don't know if you do, but uh, drop us an explainer of what you're going for here. Cause we are confused. <laughs> very confused. We are confused. Very confused. All right. Let's move on to Steve Helwick at S underscore Helwick says UCF beats LSU in the Fiesta Bowl, even without Milton, if not for the unsportsmanlike on fourth down when it was 14 to three. Yep. That's not even a hot take. That's just, I that's think it's just true. true. I think it's that's just one of those true. things that got lost at time is like, and this is why I get like, not mad at UCF fans, but I don't enjoy, and I've never been like UCF, you know, the Fiesta Bowl loss doesn't count because Milton didn't play and do, do, do. It's like, okay, LSU put wide receivers out of corner. So like, I, right. you know, it's whatever. And my bigger thing is like people have forgotten that for almost the entire first half of that game, UCF was dominating and was on their way to a blowout win. And it was that stupid freaking penalty. If that penalty doesn't hit UCF goes up 21, three, they're going to be in great field position and the game is over. LSU would have given up at that point and it would have been done. And that game completely, everyone talks about the Joey Connor said it was that moment. It was Randy Charlton, right? I think it was a Randy Charlton. penalty. Was it not? Shoot. I don't know. I I think it was. I don't want to slander a player. Wasn't Nate Evans. No, it was not. No, no, no. It wasn't that penalty. It wasn't that penalty. Oh, no. The Nate it was, was after that. Yeah, it wasn't the hit on. The Nate Evans was the hit on Burrow. It was after this. UCF stopped LSU and was about, they were about to punt. UCF was going to great field position. Yeah, yeah. And then it was unsportsmanlike because he was celebrating. It gave LSU a first down. They torched down the field and that was it. And LSU was locked in. So, yeah, that's not even a hot take. I absolutely think UCF wins the game without that penalty. But yeah, I remember at Mac, the time just thinking so. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that opens up a whole can of worms. Like, where would UCF have finished ranked? Would they have claimed another title? I, yeah. um, we know the, so we know the answer thing. to that, but I don't know if that's public. Well, I don't remember the answer to that. So, oh, okay. Well, then we just won't talk. About we'll it. talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Um, it just to me, it wouldn't have made sense. But it's yeah, that's a that's that's not even necessarily a hot take. I just think that's true. It's a take. <laughs> um, it's, it's it, it is a take. Um, this next one is from this one's hot. I think this one's hot. This one's from JJ at Gold Rush 97 saying UCF football will have a top 20 recruiting class in 2024. No, I don't agree. I don't <laughs> <No>. agree. <laughs> well, you said that just no. Well, I feel bad saying no to it because I know that was kind of a popular one because people were like, yeah, I'm just like, no, I don't think so, guys. Top 20, you know, top 30. I could see top 30. Yeah. Top 20. Uh, top 20. I don't you know how hard it is to get a top 20 spot. Like, and now you need like at least a couple million dollars to do that. So <laughs> there's only 20 of them. So. Oh man, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I've gone on record in my prediction. What was it last year before all this craziness with college football happened in the Big Twelve? I had said like I think it was within the next, within the next five years, UCF football would get a five star. Um, Do you feel better or worse about that now? You know, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I still feel like because they're getting five stars on campus, and I said all it takes is one to them to like really love it. But I think I feel worse about it like now. Just I think maybe maybe just because. Oh, I guess almost what, how many two recruiting cycles have passed or has it been one? Well, it's weird because but, sudden, like there are five stars on campus now, which has never happened before. And they seem to really love UCF, but also NIL is a thing. So I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't unless, think a five star is ever going to give up, like not do NIL. So unless one of these, like unless UCF's new collective, which we talked about last week, go listen to episode 73, um, unless they, you know, pony up the money for a five star and say, hey, five star that loves UCF and is already visiting. Here's some money. Sign here. And then I get to celebrate again. Well, we I wouldn't, all, I wouldn't do, be but... like, Oh damn, I'm so pissed that Bailey was right. And I was wrong. I would love <laughs> right. it. If you see, I've got a five right. star like that. I just, can I interrupt this? Like with a really quick tangent? Sure. Even though we said we weren't going to do tangents, go ahead. I know, but this We're is a really... good time. I was think. Blake Bortles a bust? Do you consider him a bust in the NFL? Uh, I don't know. Eh. 
And then he get a second con- he didn't get a second contract with Jacksonville. So I mean, I mean, my maybe, take, but he my made take the on playoffs. It is... Like he, they went to the playoffs and they came like very close to going to the Super Bowl. So since I've been fighting with Cincinnati fans again, I saw I saw somebody Dynasty... say this earlier, or maybe it might have been in the Underdog Dynasty thing. Somebody said that he was the best quarterback in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Which might be so. This is what's interesting because because Cincinnati fans are applying or like because I I said you know he was the top five pick and they're like you're leaving out he was a bust and I'm like he was a starter in the NFL for five years he that was the Jaguars only division championship of this century I I don't know like I he didn't live up to the hype but I don't know if like calling him a flat out bust is fair and I think because like the the whole narrative around that is oh like they they won that division because the defense that like the defense carried him that year but whatever I mean he did enough to get to the AFC championship game and almost to the Super Bowl so how many quarterbacks end up being a five-year starter I mean I don't know it's not like but to me though the thing the whole thing with that with that argument though is the, the whole thing is like who was the best you know, who was the best quarterback or who are the best quarterbacks in the AAC? Like, I don't know what he, what his NFL career has to do with that. No, I, that was my fault. Cause I brought in the NFL stuff. Well, no, but even I think you're, I think maybe this is just me cherry picking, but I don't think it is. I think you saying he was a top five pick that's relevant because I think that's it's a reflection of back, his college career. Yeah, that was how I thought about Exactly. And what, what he did after that, I don't think it has anything to do with his college career. And I believe that wasn't even playing with Cincy fan. It was Stephen Leonard came in and was like, Ritter is clearly better than Bortles. And I was like, tell us more about how you weren't watching UCF in 2013. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, quick tangent. I just, because I'm more i on Twitter looking at some of these and more tweets are popping up. So, but anyway. That's good. Back to, um, back to this. The last of the games in football one, we were down with the recruiting one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Uh, this last of this category is from the Nidalorian at Nidalorian. Uh, says tailgates should close earlier also start earlier to make up for it so it really gets to making people file into the stadium earlier for the pregame and 100 filled seats before kickoff yeah i don't think this is a hot take i should say really quickly that because uh, i just made fun of stephen leonard i do like him and think he's a good twitter follower <laughs> i just that was that was a bad opinion just want to throw that yeah. out there but anyway um, um i don't know i don't tailgate so i just kind of threw this in here so you could let me know i don't know the answer to this one i don't really tailgate either but i just like it just makes logical sense to me. So I like, I don't really consider that as a take. The stadium is never full at kickoff. It's never even close to full. And then like, right. like, like, and then randomly, like with two minutes ago in the first quarter, I look up and realize it's a packed stadium. And I was like, what? I get so frustrated, like, just cause I'm a different type of fan when I'm like in the press box and the game is going on. And literally like, I see like hundreds of people streaming and I'm just like, where were you? Like get in the stadium. And it's not the students. The student sections are the first things full. So don't give me, well, cause they have uh, to be. I know, but don't give me the like, Oh, the students are out, you know, they're still in the mall. It's like, it's, it's you guys. It's the old folks. <laughs> like, I know that you're not as young as you used to be, but hurry up. Yeah. I, to me, like, I think back to the 2017 AAC championship game. Cause that was like, that ended up being a sellout, right? It was, it was very full in there. I don't think they called like, it a sellout. Oh, maybe not, like, but it was, it was like very full. Shy, I think. Yeah, it was very full. But like, if you look at it doesn't really on, have a capacity. So it's hard to declare a sellout. Like true. their capacity is technically 44,000, but they're like regularly over that. So I don't know what is what, but anyway. Yeah. But I just remember looking up like early in that game and like, there were some empty spots, like empty pockets above where there always are empty pockets and then by like yeah so at some point in the first quarter i looked back up and it was nearly full so yeah i mean i just i don't really see this as like a hot take i just think this is like a good idea i don't know that it'll ever happen because i don't know like i also think there's a lot of people who probably think this is a really bad idea yeah people I mean, who like tailgating the, the hardcore like, tailgating the yeah they're like i don't want to get there earlier and then i don't want to go yeah and i think there's a lot of people who like the fall and like college football just for the tailgates and they'll be like yeah i'll go to the game for a little bit but like I think that's like there's a, a segment of the fan base and segment of like just college football in general. It's not just a UCF thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like it's fall time. Tailgates are back, not football's back, which is fine. Like if you don't really sure. But yeah, I don't think this like this is an idea. I don't necessarily take it as a take. Like I, I agree with it, but not a lot of people will. And I don't know, if, like, would UCF care about it? Like, does UCF care that like as long as these people bought tickets, do they care? I mean, if they're getting there, like, is someone who is tailgating and not going to the game providing any value to UCF? No. Then I don't I'm think UCF about, cares. Yeah. You right. know, like, like they're trying to appease people that aren't giving them money. So I don't know. You know, I, um, a few years back, I was at when SMU came to town in 2018, I was talking with a SMU team person and they were telling me that, um, like SMU tailgating is huge and like the entire student body comes out and tailgates and it's like, is it really? 30,000 people and then it's time for the game and everyone goes home 
I say there's no one there. And, and then, like, literally, he said, like, tailgating culture is huge at SMU, but then no one goes, like, literally no one goes to the game. The tailgate is the thing. Like, Saturday is this fun tailgate thing. Then everyone goes home. They don't have a bad t- program or bad team. They haven't been bad for a few years now. I mean, they're, yeah. like, four or five years into being a pretty decent program. And I think their crowd size has gotten a little better, but still pretty abysmal. It's not, yeah, it's not great. So I'm glad UCF doesn't have that. Because yeah. UCF's always, ever since the bounce house has existed, UCF's had really good home crowds. So, but also, guys, like, get in there. So, like, we have really good home crowds for three quarters. Yeah. Where are you guys for the first quarter? <laughs> and then, depending on the, how the game goes, the fourth quarter sometimes isn't so great. But yeah. Well, depending on how the game, like, there were, especially in 2018, when UCF would be up 30 at halftime, everyone was like, especially for the day games, they were like, we're going to go take a nap. <laughs> it was like, just right. like, but I can't right. even blame people. I don't know. I don't really blame people. When your team's up, like, I think was it Stanford that a lot of people left early because UCF was up like twenty eight to seven or something at halftime. Yeah, and the game it was, was like just not even close, and it was a hot million as hell. degrees. Yeah, so it's like I'm not gonna because I know people get really mad about that. You're like you stay in your seat till the game's over. It's like UCF fans stay when the game's close. They don't leave. Even this past right. year, like the USF game was not thrilling, and that stadium stayed packed through the end of the game. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah not bad. All right, let's uh, move over to these four basketball takes that we got. Um, starting with almost friend. all of which are aesthetic for the record, but are what aesthetic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're starting with our friend Evan, also known as Gasparilla Bowl Enjoyer, uh, at Evan Lando underscore. He says, Basketball desperately needs a 2016 football type refresh, better uniforms. That was aimed at Christian, I think. More emphasis <laughs> placed on a really solid student section, maybe a younger, hungrier head coach. Overall, just a better sense of identity. Largely agree, other than the coach coaching part. I forgot that was him because his name is in here as Evan Lando and not Gasparilla Bowl Enjoyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with all of this except the coach thing. Like, I honestly, as soon as he said it, I was like, he's right. Like, he's completely right. And my issue with this is like, like, yes, in 2017, UCF football was very good on the field. And that was like the main thing. But what Frost was pitching and what worked for UCF was it was that total rebrand. I mean, it was the total, total rebrand, you know, of like the new uniforms, the stadium, they changed the field design, like everything was just this big refresher. And I'm you like, see what? fast and few. you see fast, you see, I'm like, why don't we do that for basketball? I don't think you need a new coach to do it, but like, all right, I'm just going to say it like UCF's basketball uniforms suck. They're like really, really bland. Like they're just really not good uniforms. And I, and like, I know that like, that's not like a legit thing, but like recruits do care about that. Fans care about that. I agree with the idea of like the, the student section is the only part of that arena that's ever there. And it's so good. And it's yep. like finding a different way to utilize that in games might make sense. That was, that was the most interesting part to me because I know there are other college, you know, college basketball programs or college basketball arenas that they do house the student section instead of being behind the, the one of the baskets, they put it like center court or like, it's just, it's just becomes a thing where it's like, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense to me because like, I know UCF might not want to do that because they want to sell those seats. Yeah, they want to make money. They're not selling them anyway. But that's the part that gets me is like, because that would never happen because UCF's like, that's prime real estate, but it's like, no one's there. I mean, yeah. it, it, like no one is at these games except the students. So why not reward the students for being there? So I do agree that just, and I think like, not to get overly critical of UCF athletics, but like, they just don't really promote basketball that much, you know, like I, and like I, which I get it, UCF's a football school. And I also get that it's hard to promote a team that's not doing well, like this past year. And they did a good job with the women's team, but it is just kind of like, try to, and, and like, like what happened to a couple of years ago when they were like, remember they were trying, they were doing like the basketball tailgates on the mall and stuff, yeah. like trying to make games into events. And that just kind of went away these past couple of years. And I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to get back to that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 feels, it feels like, I mean, it probably is a thing like a lot of schools, but it just feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like they're, they're like they're fine with people just like not really caring about it until football season's over. And it's just like, oh, it's a casual thing. Like, oh, if you're like you're, you're UCF, oh, why not come out to a game? Like, I don't know. And I don't know how like ticket sales are or anything or what all goes into that. But like it just seems like it's just kind of like another program. It just seems like it's there. Like, it just seems like, like men's, it's there. Both men's and women's college basketball are like huge nationally, but like UCF kind of just like it just it's not. It might not even necessarily be like just a UCF thing. I think it's largely also a fan base thing, but because maybe the demand is just isn't there. But like, it just doesn't feel like. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to go like harsh and say like it doesn't feel like a Division One basketball program. Oh my god! But like, there are times when like you look at the crowd and like people like no one's showing up. Like it's just like an empty. It's just like a. And I guess it's like that a lot of places, but on the bright side, could be so much more than it is. Starting in a year, the arena is going to be packed for every conference game. 
Yeah, with other teams fans. Not with UCF fans. But I think just something as simple as just like get a new branding strategy, get some slogans like UC Fast, UC Fierce, whatever. Get some cool uniforms, throw some posters up around campus, you know, like in the, in the, even in the football stadium, like remind people that there's a basketball team too. Simple as that to me. I think too, um, there is, I'm not going to remember their names, but I think it might get, get a little bit better. What were the, the two twins, right? Are coming in. Yeah, just got like huge Rock NIL, Nation NIL yeah. thing now. I forget their names off the top of my head. Rock Nation, Rock Nation is like that's Jay Z's group. Like that's a big, that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So like, I feel like it might get become a thing where like once they get on campus and once like this upcoming season, like they might try to market them. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I I think it could be more than it is. And I think like I don't think they're not trying. I just think there could be like, I don't know. I'm curious. I would be curious to know like how much effort there, how much time they, they want to put into it. Yeah. And I guess that's the point is I just don't know. Like, I'd love to just sit like Mahadra down with like some truth serum and be like, do you care about the basketball team? Like, and I'm not accusing of not caring, but I do think like UCF is very much a football school. And as an AD, you kind of have to figure out how to budget your resources. And I wonder if basketball is a priority or I wonder if basketball is just like, Hey, if it's good, it's good. But if it's not, whatever, you know, because that's yeah. what we talked about at length on this podcast. People are like fire Dawkins. I'm like, Dawkins is not the problem, guys. Dawkins is batting way above his average. It's that that's the thing. program like, doesn't have money or resources. <laughs> the idea of like a younger, hungrier head coach, like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say Dawkins isn't hungry. I don't think that's like the reason UCF basketball isn't. But th- it's like, the same thing with the O'Leary question is like people are taking mannerisms to think it's coaching style. Like Dawkins is a very like, I don't know, he's just a very nice guy. He's very, he's not coming out here and like screaming and being like, we need to go whatever 30 and 0. So it's like, I feel like people perceive that as he doesn't care. And that's and incorrect, the thing is, like, you know? Think back to like, and I mean, maybe it hasn't happened in recent years because there hasn't been as many moments like this. But like, think about like some of those moments remember when they stormed the court, all this stuff. Like, remember he gets on the microphone after the games and he was like pumping everybody up. He's hyped up, like, yeah. The NIT year, like, it's not like he doesn't have any passion. Like, he just is just like kind of going through the motions. It's not like that at all. I also like just, young and hungry coach is one of those things that sounds really good on paper, but doesn't really mean anything. Like, it doesn't because you get one in and they don't know what they're doing and they're out of, and they're fired in three years. And it's like, like the vast majority of college coaches are hungry. It's a profession where you have to be, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, you have to work nonstop. So like, the, like you can't coast in that and get a job. So Look at I, Dawkins I just, recruiting too. Like, I don't think if he's not hungry, recruiting's he's not great like, right now. Yeah. If he's not hungry, he's not him and his coaches aren't out killing on the recruiting trail. Like it's, I think the final, like the nail in the coffin for a lot of people was just the portal turnover of this off season, which isn't a UCF thing, by the way, that's been happening to a lot of schools. I believe LSU did not have a player on the roster at one point. Yeah. Um, which is like hilarious, but yeah, no, it sucked. I mean, losing green in particular was like a gut punch, but he's gone out and gotten good guys. I don't know what the hell the team's going to be like this year, but I don't know. I, th- we somehow turned this question into defending Johnny Dawkins again. I don't know how he got there. I but... will defend Johnny Dawkins until the day I die. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> you said that's that. so like declarative. I like, just, I, I like Johnny Dawkins. I like him. We love Johnny Dawkins. He's a great yeah. guy um all right the next one is a basketball one this one makes me hurt uh okay. it's from cc it's at cmc or cm cabrera underscore read that wrong uh if we beat duke in the 2019 tournament we would have made it to the final four and changed the trajectory of ucf men's basketball forever i don't know I, <laughs> sure yeah okay sure um i don't know i think the hot take part of that is that they would have made it to the final four and i i think the hot take part is they would have changed the trajectory of the program forever like everyone's still like what? What is everyone gonna get an extra year of eligibility if they made it to the final four? Was that the way it worked that year? The whole team was still gonna graduate. No, I just think the idea, like the fact that like this is a program that's made a final four, like would have been did, F- it, did FGCU change the trajectory of its program with its run? Because I'm pretty sure they're not good anymore. Uh, I guess not. I don't know. I, I feel just like think people that- really overestimate how important like a deep tournament run is to your program. Like yeah. It, because the reason March Madness is so fun is because it's largely random. And like, like, it's not like we made the final four once. So we are now going to be capable of doing this again. Like all that would mean to me is that every UCF basketball season for the rest of time would suck because everyone would just be disappointed the whole time. Which is what it is right now. Pretty much. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been something they could have built up, build up, built off of more for the next year. I, I don't know. It's yeah. It's one of those where it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Also, I like, hate, I don't, I it's also like, I don't think that just cause like, I don't think this is going to sound, this is not a popular take. I don't think that game signal they were as good as Duke. They just played a really good game. I mean, that's basketball. Basketball is a lot different from football where, I mean, teams can play up to each other a lot more often or play down to each other. I mean, it's just a different sport. If you're like, if your shooters aren't hitting your shots, what are you going to do? You know? So like, I don't think that that signaled that if UCF won that game, they were like a national championship contender. I think it was just a really good game. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just, I hate being reminded of that game. 
Yeah, that was uh, you you. I was there in person. Yeah, and, I don't uh, know how, we I don't uh, know how you uh, handled that. Was with our friend Zach, who is a character. If uh, <laughs> um, I was about to say if you've never met him, but if you're listening to this, you probably have not met Zach. But uh, we were walking out of the game, and <laughs> I uh, he was just like screaming at everyone, like trying to get in a fight. He's a huge UCF basketball fan. He's a bigger basketball fan than he's a football fan. And at one point we get outside and he like looks up at the sky and shouts, God isn't real at the top of his lungs. And this Duke family is walking by and the dad goes, he's like, relax, man, it's just a basketball game. And he goes, go to hell at the guy. And I'm just like, we need to get him out of here. Yeah. I'm, so yeah, that was a terrible day. Wasn't great. By the way, I'm he didn't like, say go to hell. He said something worse, but I censored it because it's a podcast. Yeah. I thought he said something different also when he shouted to the sky but i don't think we could say that on the podcast either i censored that entire th- th- conversation okay. but you got yeah. you guys got the gist of how it went it's like so. it's in like a book when they're like oh i like dated like i was reading josh peck's book like from drake and josh and he's like oh my first girlfriend let's call her this like that's basically yeah, what she that's, did. like that's, the entire dialogue in that thing the gist of it was doing. he was trying to fight someone and his name is zach though that is yeah, his name. that is true um but yeah i hate being reminded of that game i have a meme of it and i'm trying to find it but i'll tweet it later um all right, the next one from Night Fan Adam at Night Fan Adam says the roller coaster basketball court was sick, and you all are haters that need to come to terms with how Orlando is viewed internationally, and it's in our best interest to embrace that perception instead of run from it. Um, that's the stupidest <laughs> freaking. That's the dumbest one we got. That's so stupid. I was if you guys didn't like know me or follow me, then I was like, that's when I first against started like getting to know you. I think. It was right around becoming friends. I hated that court with all of my heart. And it's okay. So a, I did, I was pissed. Like Orlando is more than theme parks. And like, listen, I don't give a shit how Orlando is viewed internationally. Like, I don't like, are we getting a lot of international players? We have like one or two, like, do you really think that someone in like Africa is like, Oh, there's roller coasters on the court. Now I'm interested. Like, do you actually think that's a thing that happened? And second, it wasn't that it wasn't just that that's not how we're, oh, I cursed, didn't I? Ah, okay. Yeah, you did. I didn't even, sorry. Like we'll three to, sentences ago. <laughs> we'll have to, another explicit pod. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the other issue was like, regardless of how Orlando is viewed, it's just stupid. It was just stupid. It's like, it was so corny and dumb and made UCF look childish. It's like, I know that like we laugh at the other schools, like Cincinnati fans love to be like, oh, Mickey Mouse University. It's like, you don't need to lean into that. You don't need to literally be like, yeah, look, we're putting roller coasters on our court because that's what we are. We're a theme park. It's like, okay, UCF's still a school. Disney's still 40 minutes away. There's still more to Orlando than there's a theme park nearby. And no one on God's green earth is committing to your university because there's a freaking roller coaster sublimation on half of your court. It was so stupid. It also wasn't just a roller coaster. It was, there was freaking, the freaking magic, the magic kingdom castle was on the court. Like that was just so stupid. I just remarkably dumb. So no, awful take, awful take. I didn't, I didn't hate it. <laughs> this could be the end of our podcast, depending on. No, I mean, it's like, I understand like you're also, you're like, you live in Orlando and like you've lived in, you grew up in Orlando. So like, it's not, probably doesn't hit as close to home for me. I was like, I was like, it's a pretty cool design. It looks stupid. It, it was wasn't, it dumb. wasn't like, we'll get to the next one. And that's why I'm not going to go like at very, like very long length to defend it because the next one is from Jim Rogers. Let me Jim just say F. one Rogers. more thing that, that, that stupid court lasted a season. So don't tell yeah. me that it was like, Oh, it's just your opinion. No, no, no. Even UCF was like, we've made a mistake and we're not going to do it. <laughs> Jim Rogers, Jim S Rogers says, bring, bring back blacktop court immediately. Best take we got. I loved it. Best take. That's, that's why I won't go like to very, I, I, I didn't like that they got rid of it in the first place, which is why like, do they go straight to the, the roller coaster yes. once in that? Yeah. Yes. So that's why, like, it started off on the wrong foot for me. For me, and I was like, also the thing about that one is like, and again, like, I'm not saying I liked it. I didn't. I just didn't hate it to the lengths you did, because like when you looked at it from a certain part of the, the arena, like when you were in the arena, that's when I was. We were students there. Like you couldn't tell what any of it was. Like the only way you could really tell. Wow, it you're really selling it. It's like yeah, you don't even know what it is. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm trying to say that's why, like, I didn't really care for it. Like, it started off on the wrong foot with me because it replaced the blacktop court. But also, like, if you were at any point other than like the overhead shots of the court, you were like, "What's what?" I can't even really make out what that is. So it wasn't great. But the blacktop court was great, and I wish they would bring it back. I also forgot that the Orlando Eye was. I'm looking at the design right now. Yeah, no, it was all like was super Orlando. It was like come to UCF, <laughs> which is apparently on I Drive. I, I just God, I hated that court. So stupid. I just God. But anyway, there's a lot to it. Um, the blacktop court was amazing. And if I ever, if ever in the future we invent time travel, I'm going to use it exclusively to go back to the meeting where someone pitched getting rid of that court and stop it from happening. 
it was such a unique like UCF thing too. Like it was just so synonymous with UCF basketball and the fans loved it. It was unique. It was cool. It looked nice on TV. I have no earthly idea why they got rid of that. Bring it back right now. Bring it can back we, this year. Can, I, now that we're talking about this, can we like, I mean, I don't know how this is ever going to work out, but can we like start that campaign? Like Let's if we got a, if Let's we got enough, it. like enough segment of the fan, like of UCF fans to be like, please bring this court back. Like, I don't know that it would make, I don't know that it would make a difference and they'd actually do it, but I, want them, it. To, I want them to know that UCF fans want that back. Mahadra might not even know that was a thing. No, and we might show it to Mahadra. All right. and he's like, oh, all that's right. super Listen cool. up, Pegasus <laughs> Podcast listeners. You have homework, and I'm going to do it too. We are all, because we're all going to tweet it. We're all going to tweet at Terry Mahajer. Is that the best Ask him anything? about the blacktop court until he asks Jimmy Skiles if there's any word on it. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> at Jimmy Skiles, can we look into this? <laughs> I seriously, He replies to fans. Everyone, if you liked the blacktop court, which if you're a listener, you did, obviously, because no one disliked it. Let's all go tweet at Mahajer. And let's ask him to bring the blacktop court back. Let's get a campaign going. Let's do it. We can we can be the change we want to see. We can do this. It's just it's so nice. I'm showing Christian a picture of it as if he hasn't seen it. Like just I'm now. looking at this. I have the but same like, photo on my phone, dude. I googled at the same time he did. It's just it looks so. I literally good. have the same photo. <laughs> it looks so good. It, I just oh. I don't know why they got rid of it. I loved it. I but whatever. I'm gonna here's a hot take of my own. If they bring that court back, it's gonna increase attendance. I don't know. Like it will. How, how if, I, I'm dead serious. It will because you know what? I think I more people will care. Bailey will drive in. It will be an event. It'll be the black top is back. They can do a hashtag and well, everything. Didn't they used to like? They used to promote it too, didn't they? Like it was, yeah, because it, it was a cool like court a, and it wasn't yeah. an, it was an unusual court. I don't remember what like the the slogan was or i feel like there was something that i'm i mean trying, there were a lot something of unusual, in my mind but. there were a lot of unusual basketball courts in college basketball but it towed the line of being unusual but it wasn't garish it was just a nice court it's funny i just looked it up and like the first one of the first headlines from yahoo sports it says ucf unveils new blacktop floor meant to emulate an outdoor court i didn't know that's what it was supposed to emulate me neither <laughs> <laughs> me neither but I mean, I guess, I guess that's, that's probably why it was called. That's what a blacktop court, court is. Yeah. But today we learned why it's called a blacktop court. I don't care. I love that court. It needs to come back. It's nice. Yeah. Did I tweet at Terry Mahajer right now? Should I tweet at him live on the podcast? Um, If you want to, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like it has to be like more coordinated than just like, I don't know. I, I really want that now. And I'm not going to like, my goodness, if, there is still, I just opened Twitter and I mentioned Steven Leonard and some Cincinnati fan are still going back and forth about if, if Blake like Bortles basketball thing. season starts and they don't have the blacktop court, I'm going to be like more upset than I should be. Like, I, I well, a, I, no, I don't think you can just make a court. So it's probably too late already for this no. season, but we need to, we need to, we need to get the campaign I don't, going. I don't know how that works. I don't know how any of that works, but we're going to change. This, this is going to become the blacktop podcast. We're going to change. This could be one of those things where it's like, remember how I was like campaigning, not really campaigning, but like kept saying that I wanted them to do like colored end zones for the longest time. And then I actually got an, a, like a actual an answer why on don't do why it. they don't do it. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Well, now I can't ask for it anymore. Okay. But the difference is like, they can't come back to us and be like, yeah, there's no way for us to grow a blacktop court. Like that, you know, that's <laughs> no, not yeah, an I'm option. Just, I'm just saying that there could be like a logical, like, I don't know. Did we ever is, like but... follow up on the podcast of why the grass is impossible? That it just, it kills the grass. <laughs> I can't remember it. if we even really talked about it a lot on the podcast. We mentioned again. it once on the podcast because then because then we started tweeting about it because of the podcast and a few different people yeah. were like, "Well, I was tweeting about it before the podcast." Yeah, I, think, or I was saying it. That was you were big on that for a long time. Well, you know, I still think, and I mean, this could be I could be wrong. I'd be opening myself up to get another answer as to why they can't do this. But like, why not do it for the last home game? Because it you kills mean, grass, man. Yeah, but don't you like? Doesn't they not like have new grass every year? Oh, you bring okay. This is interesting. I'm saying, like, if you're not going to play there again for eight months, I don't know. Does it permanently kill it? Like, do you need to plant new grass there? I have no idea. I I don't. Do they replant the the grass in the stadium each off season, or do they just maintain the grass? I have no idea what the answer is. I don't. We don't know how grass. Wait, all right. I'm going to tweet it. Does UCF have that maintenance account still in my tweet? I don't know. We got to run through these rapid fire hot takes. I just want to say we've reached the point of the podcast where Bailey and I have just knowing nothing decided we are UCF czars and are declaring what needs to be done for UCF athletics. Also, like we were making such good time, and then we got to the basketball section. We're like, (laughs) let's defend, like let's defend Johnny Dawkins. Let's let Christian go on a rant about the roller coaster court and let's campaign about the blacktop court and we're also fine. maybe maybe the end zones we're fine we're rapid um, fire I was, rapid right, fire. we'll do this quick all right rapid, rapid fire, fire. this go. isn't even a hot take this is something that i think is kind of encouraged and also just is a thing okay brendan brendan works at, at b underscore rourke sports says heckling should be encouraged at ucf baseball games yes okay i mean isn't that like acceptable in baseball that's like that's a baseball thing like yeah. i don't know okay i'm fine with that unless they mean like ucf should go above and beyond to be like here this is what like I don't know. I, I noticed that there's the, the, I forget what they call them. I think they call them like the love shack or something like that. Like the guys that park their trucks in the outfield and like yell at outfielders. 
They already I've watched that. fans call players by their middle names that they found online. Like, yeah, no, it's, I, great. It's, it's yeah. great. I think maybe he's just saying they should go to more lengths of right. to do that. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know if anyone's discouraging it, but okay, heckle yeah. away, Brendan. All right, Vince uh, at Vince 0707 says should have never changed the name from FTU to UCF. Florida Tech would have been Power Five already. That's hundred percent accurate. I not mean, even a hot take. Hundred percent accurate. Yeah, that's not that's not even just like power five, like UCF as a school is less respected because they're a quote unquote directional school. I have no idea why they had as elegant and like awesome of a name as Florida Tech. And we're like, we better change this to a direction. (laughs) So 100 percent agree. Great. take. Yeah. Uh, Patty Ice at Patty Ice 124 says I'll weigh in. I literally don't care when people call us Central Florida if it isn't in bad faith. I think AP style guide requires they refer to us as Central Florida before they can call us UCF. Same with USC. Okay, I don't mean to like. I know you guys think UCF is important. There is no UCF entry in the AP Style book. No, like, it's a college. It's a college one. It's a college. There's, there's. I remember this from like journalism classes. Sadly, I don't know why I remember this. It's a okay, then show me where any. Show me where ESPN or the Athletic has said Louisiana State. No, and that's what I'm saying. There's, there are, there are, like, there are certain colleges in the AP Style Guide. I swear I'm not making this up. I looked it up for this. There is nothing about UCF in the AP style. No, not UCF. I, but I'm sw- I swear there's a college that's saying these colleges are acceptable to be called by their initials. All other colleges, you say the other one. It's probably that's- a directional thing. It's probably a directional thing. It still yeah, doesn't make sense I- for USC. It's just, it's stupid. And and on a, on a finer point, I don't get why you would be fine with that. Central Florida is a bad name. We don't no, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying. No, I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's an saying, AP style but- thing. I kind of want to look it up because I feel like I'm not making that up, but I don't know. And again, it's who it bothers me. Like when I like, because it is a thing for like when we're playing an opponent from somewhere far away, like like Boise's paper was referring to UCF as Central Florida. I'm like, okay, yeah, like that's fine. Your readers might not know who UCF is. When ESPN does it, that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's or when annoying. AP does it, that's ridiculous. So AP like religiously is like Central Florida, Central Florida. It's like stop. If you're gonna call UCF Central Florida, that's fine. But I want to see Louisiana State. I want to see all of them. I want to see all of them. I New, York see Times, single... New York Times does that weird thing where they put the periods in between the letters. Yeah, New York Times is too good for AP style, so they do their own things. Which weird. I wonder if the Athletics can start doing that now that New York Times bought them. I hope not. That would I hope suck. not. But anyway, this um, is not very rapid fire. No, B Spect at Bradley Sean says UCF women's sports are ready to walk into the Big 12 and compete immediately. UCF men's sports is in and for a real awakening. It's not a hot take. It's just a statement it's of fact. It's a degree. If you, go, if you go back and look at, I did the Big 12 all sports guide, like, yeah, there, there are good programs, like women's programs in the Big 12, but I think UCS right on par and is going to compete with them. Men's programs, I'm not so sure. I think football will be okay, but... Football's the only one I'm even mildly confident in, to be honest with you. Men's basketball is going to be... Men's basketball is going to die. Baseball's going to die. Men's soccer is going to die, but in the Sun Belt. <laughs> yeah, we talked about, um, we talked about yeah. it last week, right? Yep, I think we touched on okay. that. Okay. Uh, next one, Lord Commander Charles at Iron Lion Knight says... Night Nation is lame. Every school is blank underscore or un, blank nation underscore. We should continue to stand out as the kingdom. Okay, first um, off, Night Nation is alliterative, which is why it sounds good. Like Bama Nation doesn't ring as good as Night Nation does. Second, the kingdom's dumb. I don't want to be the kingdom. I don't like the kingdom. I the mean, kingdom is how they refer to campus. Like we are not the campus. I'm not like, thing, all right, like, UCF campus. You know, I don't really, I don't say like, I wouldn't say Night Nation is lame. I think maybe like if there's something cooler, I wouldn't mind it, but like, I don't mind it as it is. And I don't like the kingdom better. If it's so between say, that and the kingdom, definitely stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next Nation one just flows. You've got a few more here. Poppy Yankee, uh, Cast City J says, uh, "Golden Knights is way better than Knights." Nope. No. Um, Mike, our friend Mike at MD Knight. I gotta slow it down. Say one more quick thing. It, okay. You know, you you don't need a color. They can look at you and see what color you are. That's it. Stop Wait, it. but Terry Mahajra says, we're black and gold. We're black and gold. Like, well, there you go. You just like the like Golden Knights. I, just, God. <laughs> I swear to God, if we change back to Golden Knights, I so help me. Uh, at MD Knight 2016, Mike says, UCF should do a full Citronaut-themed uniform, white pants, orange jersey, green helmet. Miami does that. It doesn't look good. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> The only thing I want to say about that is, like, originally the idea was, like, full Citronaut-themed uniform. I was like, okay, seeing the Citronaut and the helmet would be kind of cool. But, like, if they could do it in a way – like, if they could still do it, like, just do a black uniform with, like, the Citronaut, like – I don't know. They could do it cooler than white, orange, and green because I don't want to see UCF in Miami's colors. I don't want to see the Twitter firestorm where UCF comes out in Miami colors. I don't want to no, see that. No, no, I don't. Look at see how that. Florida so fans reacted like, when UCF did a script logo. Like I, I don't if they see did because like I, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it. But if they did something like within the, still like the space, the space theme that they've got, they've gone with in the past space uniforms, and then used like one side of the helmet did like a Citronaut, and like they've had the Citronaut as like the on the oh, jersey and stuff. So like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah the the, it's usually on the pants. So on the like. Yeah, I mean, I think they could do something where it's like more, more they embrace the Citronaut more, but it doesn't have to be white, orange, and green. Because so I actually green. disagree with even that. I don't want to see a Citronaut decal ever. I know a lot of UCF fans. I think you've said that before. I, still, I still, I just, would, I don't know. 
I'd still like to see it. It's a really dorky logo. And I know that's why people like it, but like, I just, the space game that UCF chooses to do that is like us losing a space game that could have been really cool, you know? I guess so, yeah. And if you like half-ass it and just like, you would use it as a decal for normal uniforms, it just doesn't, it just looks out of place. What about on the sleeves? Um... Like if it's that if it's wasn't not a like, cut in your guys' audio, by the way. I just actually had to stop and think that long. If it's not like if it's not like the orange, if it's not the orange citron, if it's like a black and white version of the citronaut and it's like on the sleeves, what would you think? Black and orange? No, like black and white. I I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I'd have to see the rest of the uniform. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That looks like I'm, I'm saying, little, I'm I, saying I think there could face be face looks weird it on a cool. sleeve. Like, wasn't that everyone's prompt the night had jerseys? I'm not talking about just the face, I'm talking about like the whole little guy. Like the little oh, guy. the whole dude on the sleeve? Yeah, yeah I'd be okay with that. Do it yeah. one sleeve. On one sleeve and like the American flag, the other one or something. Yeah. Okay. Could be an idea. We're not uh, doing good with the uh, no. rapid fire. But no, but we're getting there. We have, like two, we have two left. Three left. Nope, four left. <laughs> um, so the P5 with a G5 attitude. I'm not really sure what that is. You can loop these two together because um, they're pretty much the same thing. At moo underscore pi underscore 72 says, when we expand the bounce house, I was going to say the bright house. When we expand the bounce house, we go full night castle mock-up with turret. Tur- wait, turret? Turret, turret? keeps? Keeps? I don't know what that is. Turret keeps in the four corners of the stadium with additional suite boxes and rooftop viewing on each. We also install a moat that flows from McNamara Cove and circles the stadium <laughs> and the gate entrances from our drawbridges. I didn't read this one earlier. That, was, that one is very involved. Um, to pay then, for that, we're going to have to take Mike's suggestion and cut all the other sports. <laughs> so, sorry. RBJ uh, at RBJ2K1 says, make the bounce house more medieval themed. I want it to look like a castle. It's It's tough. I don't know how because I feel I, about this one. I get what I get what they're going for, and I think if they did it right, it could be cool. But I don't know if there's like it's probably hard to get that right. I feel like it would, be, I, I, it would like, come off looking more like hokey than that's anything. what I'm worried about. Like, is it going to look like the medieval knights thing people go to, like the dinner thing and the show yeah, and all that? Like, I don't want like, that. I think UCF like, like just needs to basically be the knights as a name and just not do anything medieval related. <laughs> it's kind of like where I'm awesome. at. I mean, yeah. That's that one's like if, if if you could do it right, you could convince me that it would look cool, but it would need things, to be like intimidating and like not kitschy. Yeah, when I when I like picture it and think about it, like the ideas that I can think of, I'm like, uh-uh, that would be no, that would be that's very, the problem. That's the thing. But maybe we're just idiots. Like, yeah, that like, that'd be super case. corny. But if someone can come up with an idea that like, I don't know, I just have to see what it would look like. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh Jeff Sharon at Jeff underscore Sharon. You all know who he is. All right, here goes. Cracks knuckles. I was expecting something like super hot after cracking knuckles. It says UCF should fiercely advocate for the Big 12 to add South Florida. Listen, I think that was super hot because I, like I said, like he got dozens of replies of people who That's were true. like, you're a traitor to the fan base. Like, you're a terrible person. <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it was a hot take. I guess when I like think of something, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. The word He's right, fiercely, guys. He's the word right, fiercely guys. advocate. I don't. Know I don't agree with that part of it, but like, I like, I don't like. They everyone, shouldn't block them like USF did to UCF. UCF fans are just dumb. Is the problem because like everyone was replying and was we'll like, get to that no. in a second. Like we, I know, like no, we have to block them and like do what they did to us. And I'm like, like you're that. That's like just classic not learning from history. It's like that's why the Big East got screwed up. That's why USF fell off. UCF and USF are stronger together. I'm not on board with fiercely advocate and like Mahajers pounding his fist in the meeting and it's like we cannot add arizona state we must add usf so what that they just went five and seven but if it gets to the point where the big 12 is expanding and they say how do we feel about usf i'd be fine with usf saying we're good with that yeah that's no, all. that's that's, that's, all. that's what i mean the fiercely advocate part is i'm like yeah i'm out there but yeah i don't think I, I, other than they're that, stronger like, together I, you know okay so ohio state and michigan hate each other those fan bases hate each other the egg bowl in mississippi i think that state almost has civil wars over that game they <laughs> still want to play each other they don't want to stop playing. They don't want to not be in the same conference. It's dumb that UCF fans are developing this superiority thing where they're like, oh, you did this to us, so we're going to do the same thing. It's like, how yeah. did that work for USF? How did that work? Did it work well? Did it work well for USF? No, it did not. So why would it be different for UCF? We might do a whole podcast on this. Yeah, we keep saying that. We need to at some point. Yeah, I'm saying, but I, I don't know. A good, like we've July some, pod, I think. Yeah, I'm saying we've had some ideas come up like that are actually good to do now, but I think like that might be one that we actually do get to. Yep. Let's just keep, let's just keep uh, hinting at it and then eventually we'll do it. We're, yeah, um, because if you guys want to listen to a USF podcast, we're going to have you covered at some point. In the next. The last one here is from Alex Bitter at Alex Bitter 11. It says a lot of UCF fans on Twitter are annoying. That's not a hot take. It's the coldest it's take fact. we got. Coldest it's take a fact. We got. Absolute fact. The only thing you got took- wrong. The only thing you got wrong was it's not a lot. It's all of us. <laughs> I mean, we're all annoying. A lot. Most of, I mean, however you want to do it. The UCF fan base is annoying, but that's why, that's why we're great. No one likes a fan base. That's polite. And just, you know, sometimes no. Yeah. Nah. I like I like the idea of like 
and it's, it's, it's there's horrible people in every fan base but like i like the idea that like i've heard like if you go to lsu game or there's places in the south where, like if you go to a game as an opposing fan they'll be like oh you want some like they'll just offer you food from a tailgate okay okay hold on like hold that. on in-person interactions and social media That's interactions true, are yeah. not the same thing you see a fans came back from cincinnati of all places and we're like we had such a great time everyone was so nice i'm talking about social media no yeah, you should true, never ever treat fans badly who are in the stands of your stadium and i know ucf has a high rate of that because the fans sit adjacent to the student section y'all need to stop like stop being mean to people unless they deserve it um, you know <laughs> and there's there's not a lot of things like they can do to deserve it don't take like unless they deserve it and be like oh no i think they deserve it they need to be like cursing at you like first. The, right they need to initiate and then you right. can you know <laughs> be, be your wonderful selves all right a lot of so the football news a lot of it is just like transfers back and forth uh former ucf linebacker cole joyce committed to utah state uh jalen robinson former ucf wide receiver committed to ole miss wasn't um, landing it's all i cared about yeah, Kadeem Leonard, former linebacker, committed to Campbell. And uh, um, Camels, Campbell's. uh, this is a, a big hit to UCF. Was tr- uh, transfer commit Chris Mole, who was committed to UCF, decommitted last week and is now committed to Washington. That's a, that's that one hurts. I don't understand the UCF fans who were like, Oh, we've kicked him off the team to get Brandon Jennings. Like, that's, that's the next one. Brandon Jennings from by way of Maryland and then Kansas State for a little bit. Brandon Jennings is now a UCF Knight, which yeah. I think can be exciting. It's not it's a good thing. I think it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine thing. It's uh, UCF fans a, think it's better than getting mole, and that's just grossly incorrect. Wrong. They still need another we, linebacker. We don't even know if Jennings is eligible. Right. And, and even if he is eligible, according to Kansas State media, he had character issues both at Maryland and in his brief time at Kansas State. He transferred out of Kansas State because he couldn't grasp the playbook and realized he wasn't going to be playing. So I don't like understand like why UCF fans are like, ah, oh, we're saved at linebacker. UCF very needs another linebacker. Even, even all of that. Yeah. Even all of that aside, like even if he was like, yes, he's going to be eligible and he's going to pick up the playbook and play. He's still an I still would have felt a lot better that if they had Brandon Jennings and Chris Mole, like it's not like a thing where it's like, but oh, if you can, okay, you can take the guy who's an all AC level linebacker as a year left. You can take the guy who might like Brandon Jennings might be really good. It's just going to be in 2023 or 2024. And they right. need someone now. So, like, it's not bad they got Jennings. I'm fine with that addition. I was rooting for it, but not as a replacement to Mole. They need to go get someone, someone else. Someone hit the portal today, right? And hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're James Madison, who's now an chance. FBS team. They don't which know if I can't, a chance that can't get that they, through my head. This player ends up coming to UCF, but they need to go after him. He's a linebacker in the portal. UCF should offer yep. him all $1 million <laughs> that the Kingdom Collective has raised. Yep. Um, UCF in, is in the top five for four-star Georgia linebacker. This wouldn't help this year, but it would help in the future. A four-star linebacker, D. Creighton. Uh, UCF's in the top five with Auburn, Clemson, Missouri, and Penn State. Missouri feels like a weird one. Missouri's been popping off in recruiting. Which is, that still feels weird to me. Like, even if they have been, that's still weird. I mean, they have good recruit. I mean, St. Louis, if you can actually tap into that. I mean, but, yeah. you know. But, like, I don't know. It's just, I always forget Missouri exists. I was forgetting I don't the know. SEC. Right. That like is the just, most, like, of all the weird teams and conferences, Missouri SEC is top of my list. Because, yeah, Texas A&M feels like an SEC team now. Missouri still does not. Even I mean, Arkansas is still, like, a more recent SEC team. And yeah. I, it literally is just Missouri. It just feels really weird to me. It's weird. Last little piece of news in case you guys are wanting to go out there. Oh, I have another one. I, to this day, whenever I'm doing stats for like Twitter, I always count Maryland as an ACC team. I cannot get my brain. Oh, that one's, that that one's difficult. There are some of those that are like that. Where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go out there and get a Kalia Davis 49ers jersey, he will wear number 93. So it's the last piece of football news. We'll jump into game of the week. And uh, it's a big, a big weekend for UCF softball. The number 16 national seed UCF softball, 46 and 12 overall, 16 and 2 in the AAC. AAC regular season champions, AAC tournament champions, regional hosts for the first time ever. They'll open up uh, the Orlando Regional, which just still sounds cool. I've been watching like softball and baseball, you know, NCAA tournaments since I was a kid. And just the idea of an Orlando Regional is just super cool to me. Um, yeah, I remember how we were like, we should go to that if it's in town. And then you were like, whoops, forgot I can't. So, yeah yeah cool. i'm actually i'm super bummed that i can't uh they open as bummed as i am <laughs> you could still go you still could have gone i'm not gonna go alone you and, now it's sold, and now it's sold out so it's yeah but you could have gone with someone i don't like going alone to sports we've, I talked, know, about you've talked about this but like you could have found someone sure. there's no one else i know in the world who would have been like let's go to this ucf softball game no they wouldn't have said it to you first but you could have said it to them like hey let's go to the softball game and they would have been like what are you talking about i'm not even a sports fan I, most of my friends are not sports fans i don't know if I've well yeah but like before, but your dad wouldn't have wanted to go? Uh, oh, I could ask my dad. Oh, my gosh. 
how you I don't know how you exist. Oh, I didn't even um, think about that. I could ask my dad. Oh my gosh. Anyway, they open up the Orlando Regional against four seed Villanova on Friday at six. Uh, winner of that plays the winner of the other game, two seed Michigan and three seed South Dakota State. That will be on Saturday at 11 a.m. Hopefully they take the easy path, win, win those first two games and play for the regional final or regional title on Sunday. But, yeah, just exciting, exciting times for UCF softball. It's already been kind of with, like I said it last week, that I really wanted them to go on and win the conference tournament because, like, it felt like the same thing with women's basketball. They were already going to make the tournament anyway, but, like, just cap it off by winning another conference championship. And they did, which was awesome. They, they, can, win the, they can win this regional. They can do They it. absolutely rolled over USF in the, in the final. I remember USF, like, tweeted that uh, like, oh, I remember. updated standings, like, early in the season. Ever since that, UCF has beaten them four times, hasn't lost to them. I gleefully quote tweeted that right after USF, or UCF beat them for the conference title. So just goes did. to show, USF, don't ever tweet in advance because you keep forgetting that you're not good at sports. Just stop. <laughs> you're just going to embarrass yourself. For the UCF, the UCF fan that has a thing should UCF or USF is bad at sports and like the little phone <laughs> thing. That's what I think about now. Uh, let's go. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. So I've been fighting with Cincinnati fans a lot the last few days, but uh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that because it's just evergreen. Like I could always do a Cincinnati tweet of the week, you know? So we're going a different way in all kinds of weather.com at all kinds of weather, which is that Florida fan blog. I don't know exactly what it is, but they got a lot of followers, whatever they tweeted. Central Florida fans really thought they had a shot at Bryce Lovett. Ha. Okay. Then. So um, Bryce Lovett is a three-star O-lineman who like had an offer from UCF that I don't think UCF was ever like recruiting hard. I believe he came to campus once a few months ago as part of his team, whatever. But like, I just, I have to call that out as tweet of the week because do you know what this means? It means UCF has won. Florida fan blogs feel the need to celebrate that they got a three-star recruit over UCF. UCF has won. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that guy. I didn't know it had, I don't think it was like, I don't think UCF was even like sort of in the mix. I think it was just a guy Florida was recruiting, but I listen, Florida has reached the point where when a guy commits to them, even if he's a three-star, they check his offer list and see he had a UCF offer and they're excited about that. So just, I want to know like where they, they might've saw like one or two tweets that was like, Oh, like come to UCF. And like, that's UCF fans thinking they're going to get them. I have no idea. Like I don't even literally every reply was UCF fans saying, who is this? (laughs) Like, I don't, don't know what you're talking about, man. But frankly, given the UCF's D line, I mean, pulverized uh, Florida's O line and their most recent football game. I think it's important that Florida beef up that unit. So good for them. Good. Yeah. Great for them. Good. Awesome news. Um, Yeah. All right, well, we'll get out of here. This was a fun one. I'm glad we got through all of those hot takes. Yeah, we did a good job. Um, Some of them were not hot. Some of them were like moderately temperatured. Some of them were just legitimate facts that you tweeted at me. That's true. That is true. (laughs) But hey, we thank thank everybody for their participation. I don't think you guys knew that you were participating for the podcast. I think Christian just like suckered you all into giving us content. But yeah, I didn't want to say it was for the podcast in case no one replied. So I just was like, (laughs) give me a hot take. We're glad. We're glad you did. Uh, we had fun with this. Hopefully this is one. And if you have any more, like if you have any responses to us, our responses, shoot us a, shoot us a tweet. Have we talked about reply. before how occasionally Bailey, you'll be like, we should do a mailbag for the podcast. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Cause then if no one asks questions, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So that's, that's the type of personality I have, but anyway. I still, I still want to do a mailbag <laughs> and I still think we would get questions. But maybe someday. Um, maybe someday. Um, but yeah, until next week, uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with episode 75 next week, which nice big number there um it feels like we talked about this before the podcast it feels like this episode 74 has like been the third week in a row that it's been episode 74 i don't know why my are both of our, i said that and then you were like i felt the same way i don't know why i don't, don't know, know why how, it's just yeah. felt like that but next week will be episode 75 until then you can find us on twitter at bailey j adams 22 at by ca simmons and at night sports now once again thank you guys so much for being with us and we will talk to you next week bye everybody